a little bit. Now, one thing that I, I want to point out, she said 40 years. So, 40, not, not, she started yesterday. She, it is 40 years, and she was driven to it by a racial incident. That says a lot that when you commit 40 years, you are absolutely an expert in, in this field. Hey, Tamara. Hey, Shelly. So, now, one thing about that, her expertise, she has not, like she said, she teaches it, but she's also a published author. Can you tell everybody a bit about your book? Yes. Uh, my book is really about closing conflict for leaders. And it is really about developing a team that is happy to work for you because you are the kind of leader that actually knows how to take on conflict and to resolve it, actually first engage in it and then resolve it in really productive and powerful and positive ways. And in my book, I actually go into the whole story around the racial incident that uh, really propelled me into this work. But in it, I give a lot of techniques and stories about conflict and how you can use different techniques to actually, number one, go for it, right? Because most people avoid it. And number two, engage in it really powerfully, productively. And number three, to actually resolve it, uh, whether it's resolvable in that space or over time, and then to, to hold that so that you're not only does your confidence build, but your skill set builds as well. I, I love it. So that book, I want the ladies who are in the Positive Card community to know this is one of our books we'll be reading this year. So, so if you go ahead and purchase it, I'll be sure to share the link and the information um, in the summit next week so that you have it available to you. You can purchase it ahead of You can read it ahead of time, especially if you need this right now. If conflict, especially in your workplace, or like for instance, every day in your life, is something that you're encountering, it's really, really important that you're in her session on Tuesday, um, February 18th at 7 p.m. East Coast time. Now, you're like, okay, so she's written a book. She's done it for 40 years. Okay, you're not Okay, that's fine. Let, let me tell you a little bit. She has graced the stage of TEDx. Yes. So you don't get on TEDx just because you actually have to know how to deliver content. You also have to have a powerful message in which you are delivering. So do not think, I brought y'all somebody who kind of sort of know communication. She was up on a stage communicating with people that is being shared for years. Those videos go around for decades. So now Lynn, let, let me, let, let's talk about your TEDx experience. <laughs> so my TEDx experience is actually really funny because as Michelle says, yes, you know, like maybe you're not convinced. But let me just tell you how I even got to TEDx, because that's the real story. I was on Facebook one day and received a direct message from a young woman who uh, I met her one 
time at a retreat where I was speaking about conflict, doing a workshop about conflict for women, and she and I roomed together. Apparently, not only my workshop, but our time together made an impression on her because this was six years later. Out of the blue, we were not friends on Facebook. She direct messaged me and said, I am in charge of putting together um, TEDx events in Washington, D.C., and they want to do something on conflict, and I immediately thought of you. Six years later, she immediately thought of me. All right? So that's really, to me, the power of, of what I do and of the impact that it has on other people. And it's interesting, when you go hear the TEDx talk, it's not actually about conflict that she was talking about. It's about, it's about the conflict around the, the hate that's directed at weight in this country, but that is still about conflict. And like I said, the way that I got to the TEDx stage was through doing powerful work with this group of, of powerful women, actually. I love it. I love it. So that is how you communicate so well until you get invited to the TEDx stage. I'm just saying, maybe Lynn knows what she's doing. to the way that people were teaching conflict 
organization. And it just didn't fly with people that I knew of color. I was working in, um, in New York City in the heart of communities of color, and I was mediating on the civil court level. And the, the thing about, well, you have to wait until, until someone finishes speaking, and you can't be uh, emotional or animated. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we don't do conflict like that. And the other piece was the whole piece about passivity. So we talked about Asian cultures, right? And how how passivity is looked at as being um, as, as being afraid, as being someone who's actually not doing work. For me, the one of the most powerful tools I use is silence, and people actually do not know the power of silence. And a lot of cultures that get pegged with this passive label are actually doing some really serious work in the silence. So I talk about all different uh, subjects in, around culture and conflict in that column. So now you know she has the book. She has the TEDx she can go look for the DC one and a regular column in Psychology Today. This is why I have Lynn Marie Hurdle as one of our speakers for the Women of Color in STEM Summit. Now, let me tell you, it's called Redefine Fail, Foundation to Advance. Um, I forget what the I is, I'm drawing. <laughs> the L is Lee. I don't know why I'm drawing out of but it always, it never fails, right? But one of the biggest and the most important things when it comes to women of color is communicating. Like you said, women communicate differently. And in a white male-driven industry, it is very, very important that we have very good communication skills. So Lynn, and, and in this particular summit, we're focusing on STEM women of color leaders. And what is that like? to have your voice heard, especially when there stress, it's a stressful time, um, decisions have to be made, you may not have all the information, how do you communicate, or like Lynn said, you sit in silence, and you listen, and I can absolutely agree with you on this, Lynn, working in construction, and a lot of times, it wasn't my meeting I was leading, it was like I was the fifth one down, right, and I'm there listening. And I, it's a conference call. And I absolutely tell you that contract is mine. <laughs> oh, I just I just knew my phone. I was like, how you know I said I listened to it? <laughs> nothing made sense. I said even the inflection of the voice was on. They don't have any of that stuff together. It's complete line. They're gonna be late. I said, matter of fact, let's go take a ride and we can look. And we was gonna look look at pictures. He was like, you're right, they're not gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> listen to them. They don't know what's going on. They're clueless. And, yeah. and, and of course, if the client was, you know, in the conversation, so the client wasn't hearing what we were hearing. The client wasn't believing what the contract was saying. Like, yeah, you're going to have to send the client some pictures. <laughs> Maybe they'll see it. Right. <laughs> because people don't recognize all of that communication. Like you said, they're touching the voice body language. There's so many different things. And, and then you throw into where we are right now in society. There are so many different ways 
true communicate, and then they all have their pluses and minuses, and and yet still, people are communicating so much more by text that used to be email was something that you really did have to learn how to communicate well on and still do. But now when you throw text in, people are having full-fledged, out-and-out, really important conversations through text, which has no way of telling you what really behind the meaning, what's the inflection, what's the facial, what's the face telling you, all of those kinds of things. And so, and yet it's still, we're not throwing these things out. We have to learn how to communicate the, the best way possible through all of these different modes of communication. I, I absolutely agree. I, I'm the first like, look, I'm tired of texting. Let me just call. Can we just clear this up in two minutes? Stop having conversations at a 30 minute Right. But the other thing, too, is that you're talking about uh, companies that have age ranges, too, right? So someone yeah. who would say, I just, this is not a text conversation, but they're talking to someone who, yeah, it is a text conversation, because that's how we communicate. So how do you work effectively with intergenerational employees, right, and coworkers and bosses? Yeah, some of us are, are, our bosses are the age of our children, right? And yet, and still, we, we have to work with them, and we have to be supervised by them. So, yeah. I, I know some places have uh, it messaging, right? And it's like, you no, know, you can't message like certain hours. Like, you have to get up and go and talk to your coworker. You need you to have this. But... I could just, you could, but they're six feet away. Right. The six feet. <laughs> and, and they literally um, purposefully block out time for there to be human engagement so there's less, you know, exchanges and distractions sometimes. And, and it is, it works. Um, I, I just you have to find that right mix and you also have to find out how each person communicates. Um, Yes, and you have to know how to communicate. That's all well and good. I love when uh, that is happening because it's really important. But if you aren't used to communicating well, particularly when there is a conflict, then your time interacting with that coworker face to face is not going to be productive. And if anything, it has the potential to escalate the conflict situation. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you see why you need to register for next week's summit. Lynn is going to be dropping some very important tactics and strategies when it comes to communicating as a leader. And even if you are, <laughs> um, even if you are like, Michelle, I'm an engineer one, I'm a scientist one, I'm at the very beginning of my career. Communication is now it was from the even before you were born it was yeah. it was a tweet i shared on my instagram that says your mother's the only one who leaves your voicemail and says hi this is your mom <laughs> I, i've been hearing your voice since before i was born i was in the womb and nobody voice i recognized it so communication has been happening even before you were born that's right absolutely and and let me just throw in one more thing in case you know I still don't know if she's the one. I live this work every single 
me tell you something. What you do in the first one is going to show up at some point in your business. It just begins. And so that's why these skills are applicable to every day life, no matter what it is you're doing, no matter who it is you're interacting with. Lynn, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, we have our guest, um, Shelly's Life Impact. Tamara's like, this is so good, Lynn. Can't wait to hear more. Yay, Tamara, can't wait to hear the experience more. Exactly. So come join us for next week's Women of Color in STEM Virtual Summit. Lynn is speaking on Tuesday. So when you go and ask which category, be sure you select all of them. Yes. Just select all of them. That's right. She is definitely under communication, obviously, and her her um, talk will pop up. If you've already registered, no, I skipped over that communication one. How do I go back? You can go back. You can log back in. If you're having issues logging in, just send an email to info.positivehire.co, and one of our team members will go in on the back end and add you to her, her session. Trust me.